0: I flew from Phoenix, Arizona, all the way to Tacoma to <laughs> go to a cheese and bowl party after going to... Sorry, this is too funny because I didn't have to change the lyrics at all. <laughs> yeah, that. you didn't at all, actually.
1: Okay. Just, that's the okay. secret. Just find, it, find a song with Tacoma actually in the lyrics. Yeah. And then you're good. Oh, I and had, Phoenix in the lyrics.
0: Yeah, yeah. Um, I had other stuff in the song, but and I I'm sure you've get, been to Philadelphia,
1: I, I, Atlanta, and L.A. Well, I did. I had just other, not on this trip.
0: I had replaced that with other stuff, but I uh, I laughed too hard, and now uh, now it's done. It's over. Um, it was just funny. <laughs> I was like, I, it was last week. I was thinking about that. I'm like, that's the song I'm going to do. I have yeah. to do that song. Yeah. Oh, that's but perfect. Because yeah, I, cause I uh, yesterday, went from Phoenix, Arizona, all the way to Tacoma. To Tacoma. So, um, yeah. Uh, but
1: not Philadelphia, Atlanta, and L.A.
0: Uh, not I don't, this time. Yeah. I, I don't think that that was all one day in that. In that the song? Song, yeah. Are we sure? Yeah. <laughs> it sounds like a really <laughs> shitty day. <laughs> that,
1: that would be. That would be. That would be a terrible day. Although I did read this story. I read—I don't know. Maybe you're familiar. I mean, you're, you're a frequent flyer, so maybe I'm sure you're familiar with this. But uh, I read a story today in the Washington Post about um, people taking a bunch of flights at the end of the year in order to get their perks for the next year because they're oh, yeah. short on miles by – I know whatever. and I they know. need like you know 2000 miles or something so they they make like they they take these flights across the country or to Europe or whatever for no reason other than to really basically rack up miles.
0: Yeah, um I know some people that did that. I was tempted to do it because I'm falling short this year, but uh by the time I looked up the flights they were like that wasn't worth the money. Um but if you and I knew I was not going to fly very as much next year, so the I mean because it's definitely like flying's a lot easier when you have status and so um i don't blame people that do it well because the thing is it has to be a flight that you buy because they don't give you credit for uh if you use your points on a flight they don't give right. you um credit for the mile right. like in t- in in term of your flyer miles even though otherwise i would have hit it if that counted but i didn't um yeah, well but I'm yeah. sure
1: somebody i I'm sure somebody somewhere decided it would be funny to rack up Miles by going from Phoenix to Tacoma to Philadelphia, Atlanta, and LA all in one day and as a little classic rock tribute to Steve Miller.
0: Yeah. I know I, I know I know a Coug uh named Mark who you might know. Um he's a big Sounders fan. Oh he, yeah, I know Mark. That that uh did uh did he I think I think he flew to Boston and he might have done another trip to get his, to get that Alaska MVP gold status.
1: Hey, I get it. Anyway, welcome to uh, Flight Talk with Jeff and Craig. <laughs> yeah,
0: some may call it <laughs> formerly known as Podcast versus Everyone. Oh, yeah, that's
1: right. That's right. That's that's the name of the show. Well, hey, as we say,
0: up, you'll probably hate it. We, we don't care. Yeah, we don't care. What's up? I don't know how to...
1: How much fun did you have?
0: I had a lot of fun. I was so um, jealous. Yeah, it's so funny uh, uh, I was talking to Brian and and uh his fiance and and um, Katie and another Katie that we were uh, doing a lot of stuff with and and we um, it was just like I, I wasn't too and I don't know Brian wasn't either but like not too bothered by the game. I don't know if it was because we were just having fun down there and like they they're just it just, there wasn't much to bother me about it. Like I wasn't, I guess I I had talked about it on last week that, um, I didn't see myself getting very mad or anything if we lost. so I guess that came to fruition. Um, I thought the, (laughs) the Achisa bowl itself was very fun to attend. It was definitely like a smaller crowd than was at the Alamo bowl or, you know, the holiday bowls that I've been to. Um, but it, but the, the Cougs that were there were having fun and, and the cheez bowl with like, you know, do Pat McAfee emceeing and, and all the Cheez-It branding. And the, like, you could buy Cheez-Its at the uh, concession stand, which I've never seen at a football game before. Yeah. And then we, we bought the, the Cheez-It walking taco, which was real nice. It had this a surprisingly good pulled pork in it and nice. uh, and then uh the chili dog, which was that was the disappointing item. It was just a regular not very good chili dog with oh. like five with like five cheese its on the top, so actually, we had bought uh some bags of cheese its already when we got our drinks, and yeah because that's you know as as one does you 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 pair the you pair the vodka tonic with the <laughs> with the uh it. <laughs> Of course. As the classic pairing as anyone would tell you. Of course. Um but so we dumped uh, like you know, you know, Cheez-Its. They always have the the crunched up Cheez-Its at the bottom like that are almost dust. Right. And so those were perfect on top of that Cheez-It dot that uh Cheese it chili dog. Like oh, I just yeah. we just dumped those and so we had a good time. I we, we were we got a selfie with uh Pat McAfee that um the athletic. WC Athletics re- actually retweeted when Brian I tweeted it out. I saw so, that. So, um, so we had a good time. Um, I don't know if we want to talk about what else I did that weekend, but um, <laughs>
1: I'm sure we'll get. I'm sure we'll get to all we'll that. We'll get to that. Like one of the things that I that seemed that I thought was really cool, and, and you can maybe um, you know speak to this, but it sure seemed like. The cheese it bowl really leaned hard into the goofiness of being a lower tier bowl, which I think is something you really have to do.
0: Absolutely. Because if you,
1: yeah, if you try to take it like, to, oh, this is a very serious word. Uh, you're in a bowl game, and it's like, bro, it's the cheese it bowl. It's like ridiculous by nature, and it seemed like, like I said, that they leaned into that, and and it, I, I don't know, just from afar, it seemed like that was uh, a, a contributor to the to the fun that was had.
0: Yeah, definitely. And, um, yeah, I, I didn't feel like a lot of cougs that were there took it seriously. Maybe because we got that vibe from the bowl itself. Um, yeah, like McAfee had this big, like, pep talk right before the game over the PA about, uh, or like it was li- a little bit into the game uh, during, like, a TV timeout, like, about how uh, to kickers and punters and how they're the most important and all this stuff. And we're kind of joking, like, probably not today, but, you know, <laughs> um, uh but yeah so and obviously the the game itself there's a lot uh there was i wouldn't say there was a lot more air force fans but there was a lot more air force fans than i thought there would be there um i don't know if they were air force people we talked to a few but i didn't generally ask them if they like were in the air force i didn't want to sound condescending or anything yeah um it a lot of the vibe from the kook fans was like well we we got lost to an air force academy so we're not gonna like talk shit to the fans after the game like we were just kind of nice we're like Hey, you, you guys are 11 and two. We know that's pretty fun. (laughs) Yeah. We had fun uh, with that last year. It was pretty good though. We, we, uh, we got to see um, Anthony Gordon and his family after the game and just randomly at the same place we were at. And so got to talk to Anthony Gordon's dad for a bit, tell him, you know, tell him we appreciate his son and we got to give some dap, like some fist bumps to Gordo and, no, you didn't walk that. up to
1: him and say, you know, you were really great this year, but you threw a few too many interceptions for my liking.
0: No, no. Uh, no, you didn't do that? No, Not
1: like uh, all of our other fans?
0: Uh, B.A. actually just uh, gave a fist bump and said, 5,000 <laughs> yards, fuck yeah, or something like that. <laughs> um, Gordon, by the s- way,
1: he's, I was going to say, he seems like the kind of guy who would know exactly how many yards he had.
0: Yeah. Well, hes a, he actually seemed a bit melancholy um no i think he um, wanted to win but yeah yeah he he didn't seem like super hyped um yeah he probably didn't want to like run into fans but uh but we could, we we just gave him fist bump and left him alone that's but awesome we ended up talking to his dad but that was cool uh, that probably He's you know cool. there was like a lot we had a lot of fun. we um we uh uh emma and i um had uh had some drinks with gabe marks the night Woo! before so like it was there was a there was a lot of cougs good coug people uh that we know um there um so but yeah there was uh yeah i wouldn't say like it was like an overwhelming amount of cougs but it was enough to where um you could definitely you know hang out with cougs easily the whole time it looked Um, like a hell of a time yeah it was yeah it was great and yeah like like you said the bowl game itself was just uh you know it's kind of as farcical as it should be and and uh we had fun you know just getting hyped about its and and all that.
1: Yeah, and on the plus side, you didn't have to listen to the television broadcast. So good for you. Yeah. Have you watch? Had you watch it? Now that you no, know, I'm not okay. I'm not good. Do that. Yeah, don't not, do that. If yeah, you do, yeah. like, watch the 60 minute version. No. And turn the volume off.
0: They probably won't make one. They they didn't have the they didn't make one of the Alamo Bowl last year. I don't think, really. I don't think the Pac-12 Network has rights to do it.
1: Usually they do if it's with one of their partners. So like well, games that are broadcast on ESPN. Well, Alamo Bowl
0: was but... was broadcast on ESPN, so
1: Yeah, so I don't know. Anyway. Yeah, it, it was uh the Because broadcast I don't know. If pain you've
0: pain. noticed there was never six, <laughs> there was never 60 minute that came out of the Houston game either. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah, I just don't think they had the they have the rights to do it.
1: Huh. Weird. Cuz I know I've seen I've seen broadcasts, 60-minute well, well, broadcasts of other bowl games.
0: Well, so. you've seen 60-minute broadcasts Interestingly, of the Sun Bowl and the CBS is not a broadcast partner of Pac-12. True. So, so maybe that's the only way they would do it if they aren't a broadcast partner. So I don't, I don't know. Um, but I already deleted it off of my DVR. I don't really care to watch it again. So. Yeah,
1: I, I don't, I don't blame you because it was, uh, yeah, yeah, not a fun. It was that. That was the thing for as for as goofy as the game was and as silly as uh, just sort of like um, the the you know, the, 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 all the cheese it stuff that we've been talking about, just all those things, the game itself was, was not the, was not at all the entertaining uh, slug fest that I think we kind of thought we were going to get, or, you know, I, I don't know how to best to well, describe it, but it, it definitely was not what we thought maybe we were going to get.
0: Well, yeah, we, we were, we were kind of thinking uh, the WSU defense would give up some big plays. And so, yeah um, we went we but actually they didn't they just nope. never stopped them they just like or air, air force only averaged uh f- uh five yards five of and play a, yeah
1: five yards of play
0: and 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 that was like that's <laughs> pretty much literally what it was like five yards <laughs> of play like it, it really it, was. like it, it felt like that because they've they ran uh seventy three plays and we yeah. only we only ran fifty nine, I think, or Yeah.
1: We ran like, fifty. Five oh.
0: Fi fifty. Fifty, 50 plays. plays. Yeah, fifty plays. In Eight drives. Yeah. So
1: they, so bonkers.
0: Yeah, they like Air Force ran the ball sixty nine times, only five point four a carry. Like you I thought it might that might have been a little higher. Um they when they didn't make big plays in the passing game really. Um they had a one like first down like some first downs but like nothing uh, too explosive cuz No, uh, not at all. Hit four of 12 with a pick and 30 yards, you know. Yep. Um so that I mean sorry they had eight, 81 plays not sorry I, I was just looking at at the uh at the runs. Um so yeah, there was it was a grinder, man, like but is is uh when we failed on fourth down on the on the first drive uh, BA and I looked both at each other and they said, game's probably over right
1: now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's, that's what it felt like.
0: Cause we did, they, I let's see. They, what did we have? Seven, eight, seven or eight drives, um, eight drives. Uh, they had seven real drives. I guess yeah, they had seven real drives. And so we only, they punted once and kicked a field goal once. Yeah. It, or, it was just, then, or maybe they punted <laughs> twice. Right? Um,
1: it was so hard to watch on TV. I mean, look like at the bowl game. You know, you're hanging out with your friends. Oh know they had a I'm pick sure. and a
0: pick and a punt. But yeah,
1: they so their drive at the end of the first half. Uh, I would not consider a real drive, but that's all right. Uh, you know, it's you know you're there having fun with your friends, and you know you probably had a few beverages, and you know life was life was pretty good, and even though it was terrible, whatever. Like in your basement watching on TV as I was, it was just like, oh, my God, this is so painful. And then I had, you know, the broadcast duo of Ryan Leaf and some other chump uh, breathlessly spouting nonsense into me, into my ears for three hours. And that wasn't great either. So,
0: well, yeah, it just sets. well, it's like one of those games where uh, Leech often hates on the Eric Leech, um, leaf Yes. hates on the air rig quite a bit. And, and this was pr- prime um, setup for him because they're playing a, a team that runs the ball. Non-stop. Yeah, he
1: wasn't too bad about that this time. Um, That's good. Yeah, and he was, you know, calling for Max Borgie to get more runs, even though he had basically nothing outside of one gain on one big gain on the first drive.
0: Including he had the carries on the two biggest plays of the game yeah. for them, essentially.
1: Yeah, and got stuffed both times. The first one probably I don't know like if I, if I want to give him the bend for the down on the first one yeah. I go okay you know that that probably was set up like I don't know who's gonna probably make that play like he had he had two guys chasing him down and that was yeah you know he probably didn't have a lot of chances success there the second one he just miscalculated badly <laughs> like like he probably had a chance to make that guy miss and instead decided nah I'm gonna truck him and he got st- straight up. In the hole, it was just, you know, it,
0: it, it. And then, of course, you know, Air Force had their uh, fourth down. And they went for it, and right scored a, scored a touchdown. And right
1: over an, uh, well, and over. Well, that was the five yards of play thing, right? Like, like yeah. you knew they were going to get five yards on two of any four sequ- like plays in a sequence, right? And then they'd probably get a positive play on one of the other ones, and so they were probably going to get you know, 12 to 13 yards, no matter what, if they were going to run three or four plays. (laughs) It's like, you know, about the only time that they really didn't do it is when they kind of screwed themselves. There was one drive where they got, you know, in the red zone and then they just inexplicably threw it on like second down and eight or whatever it was and, and put themselves in a, in a hole. Then they had to throw on third down and, you know, it just was, I don't know why they did that, but thank you. <laughs> like it was, that was part of what kind of allowed us to stay in the game uh, a little bit longer. But it was, alas, it was a mirage. It was a mirage.
0: Yeah, yeah. Obviously, there the game was on the line on that uh, fourth and goal that they had. I believe it was from the three or four. Um, and then the uh, the he made, the Air Force running back uh, made a nice play that diving play did not look like a touchdown on at first, and then no. It was reviewed, and yeah, yeah once I they showed the replay, it. Um, it looked like he got in on the replay. But yeah, um, you know, he but, did but get in. Yeah, for sure. like he definitely stretched it out. It was a nice stretch. Um, but it, you know, you were hoping he lost the ball before he crossed. And but yeah, and it was funny. It, 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 on the field. Like it looked like Borgie had gotten that first, like the first for, the for or the second fourth down. It looked like he had gotten it. Yep. And and we all kind of assumed he did. And then it was reviewed and and they said, or no it wasn't reviewed i I can't remember it, it maybe it wasn't reviewed, and we were all confused um but then, um you know i think we were seeing on yeah in the Twitter stadium, it
1: probably looked like he was he was past it on t v it was like the moment it happened, it was like yeah, nope, oh think it's about a half yard I'll about where
0: where where our seats were we were pretty aligned too, I was shocked like how bad how weird it yeah. looked, but
1: you didn't have the benefit of a line on the screen. Yeah, though, we like do not I
0: have did. a yellow line. We're and it was like,
1: I'm looking line. and going, yeah, I don't think he got to that yellow line. It And what was so weird about it is that, um, you know, it, a lot of people I'm sure looked at uh, the point total and went, oh, 21 points. The offense had a really horrible day. And it was like, yeah, but they, <laughs> you know, the, the fourth down, runs and which was which was a trend really of you know red zone problems they've had all year right where um and, and you even you know I, I mentioned this on Twitter you know you <laughs> you let us know when we previewed this last week that Air Force's red zone defense was really really good and that's sort of what they did and sure enough that's that's what they did to us and yeah because um,
0: outside of the red zone they WSU was just getting yeah, 10, 10 yards 10, 10 15 yards every play yep,
1: yep. And so, you know, I mean, you look at the first half, you had 71 first drive, eight plays, 71 yards, and they went, you know, 60 whatever of those yards in about five plays. Right. Right? And then second drive, 11 plays, 74 yards. Third drive was the fumble where they had the missed blocking assignment and then, you know, Gordon was maybe not as careful with the football as he should have been while stepping up in the pocket and then last drive of the of the half, five plays, 75 yards, you know. I mean, the offense was basically outside of a fourth down stop and a blown blocking assignment that resulted in another fluky turnover, like they were doing literally whatever they wanted to do, um, which, which is all you really want. So, you know, the offense was, was plenty good enough, but, you they know, didn't have the ball very much. They just didn't have the ball very much, and because they, you know, you have the it ball. feels really different if if the if they convert those red zone chances, even if they convert one of them, and you go, okay, you know, you scored four touchdowns on eight drives, like that, that's pretty good, you know, to get touchdowns on fifty percent of your drives, you know, that's in a normal game, that's, you know, six touchdowns, so you're talking forty two points in a normal game, so you know you feel pretty okay about that, just that you know the defense can't stop anyone and it seems like our fans a lot um, just kind of took it for granted that the defense was horrible and decided that the offense had to do more. And I'm like, you know, it's like, can't we just, I I, I don't know. Like, can't we, can't we just say, yeah. I mean, they, they really, the offense really had no chance on this one uh, other than scoring on five of scoring touchdowns on five of their eight drives, which, you know, they were, a whisper basically a whisper away from doing right two yards and then half a yard. So two and a half, they were two and a half yards away from scoring five touchdowns on their eight drives and probably winning the game. So yeah, it's, you know, it's a bummer, but it was, it was a pretty perfect microcosm of the season. I would say.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, it's, it's fine. You have this, some fans are mad because it's like a service Academy and we should, we should beat them. And, but you know, Air Force is like we said in the SP Plus rankings; they were 27th. We were 25th. Um, Air Force was ranked in the AP and the and the the coaches poll. Yep. Um, like that. Just because they're a service academy doesn't mean they're not good. Like they do this to a lot of teams. Yep. Um, maybe our defensive philosophy didn't work out so great because it basically allowed them to keep our offense off the field you know the first drive they had was 12 minutes long and so and that was by by the way it was i've never been in a a game i've never watched a game in person where it's uh you know it's where you're watching this triple option just taking these small chunks down the field and it just you kind of are like because you're not like as aware of time and score all the time as you are when you're watching on TV, where it's presented in front of you constantly, right. where it's just right there underneath every time. Right, every and announcers are constantly saying this like, drive. Saying, they're on the this tenth is... play of the drive. Yeah, and yeah. It's six and a half minutes have elapsed. So, so you're just like, how long has this been? You're like, how? What time did? It, when did we turn the ball over? When? Yeah. When it like this has been so long, and but, but their drive like took went over the quarter break and and all that stuff, and you're just like. We're in for it now. Like we're we missed on the we don't we got zero on the first drive. They got seven on the first drive. There's already not very many drives left in this game because we're already in the second quarter. Right. <laughs> <It's>, we've <laughs> had
1: one drive that lasted two and a half minutes, and now we're already in the second quarter.
0: It was crazy. Yeah, it was wild. Um, the definitely the defense was like you. It's kind of funny to wish they would have just given up bigger chunks, uh, maybe gambled a little more or something. Just that's to... the
1: thing, right? Like, like you're like, okay, you can't just let them, you know, cut you to death, death five yards at a time. It's like, like that's what they like you, want, exactly. And it's you know, Alex. If if we compared to what Alex Grinch, his philosophy was over the years he was here, where it was like, hey, let him move the ball, wait for him to screw up tighten up in the red zone, all that kind of stuff, right? Don't give up a big play. I think that works a lot better when, <laughs> when the other team's going to put the ball in the air, right? Because at some point, you know, maybe they get a zero-yard play. And that's what happened to Air Force on that one drive, right? You know, they get a zero-yard play, and all of a, a sudden there. they're completely out of whack. You know, waiting for a service academy to make a mistake is kind of a stupid fly <laughs> stupid strategy. Yeah. Like and they did make some mistakes. They made a couple. Like and 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 they paid for them, right? In the second half, they they had some drives stall out because of a couple of penalties and yep. you know, so I, I guess maybe that was the idea, but but thinking that that was going to happen often enough to warrant just letting them have 5 yards at a time every play almost was like that was a very strange it was a very strange idea and you know i understand there's maybe only so many things you can do to sell out for negative plays but you know i i think after the first drive it was like yeah you know like scrap that thing and you know sell out get some negative plays and you know if you give up a big one whatever but you know you put them in a hole and you can change things you know right. like even just all it takes is one big negative plays as we saw in the second half, right? Like one big negative play changes their entire calculus. So I was, I was surprised that we didn't um, do more to try and cause that to happen. I understand that's not a real, you know, sound philosophy against the triple option because you're going to give up some big plays doing that. Um, they'll find the holes and you know, you'll get gashed, but uh, you know, if the alternative is five yards at a time marching up and down the field all night um, and particularly when you have an explosive offense, you know, and I understand like there, there's an argument to be made that, well, if we had gotten more possessions, they would have just gotten more possessions, which is true. But, you know, it, in some ways, as we've seen this year with the offense, because it's prone to making mistakes um, and, and sort of killing themselves like that fumble or, or whatever, uh, you know, having more bites at the apple, I think, is more beneficial to our offense than it is to other offenses, if that kind of makes sense. And so, you know, if we had somehow got even if we had given up big plays on a couple more drives, you know, maybe we get a couple more touchdowns. Maybe they don't. I, I just I don't know. Like, I think I think we maybe have a chance if uh if we do that. Anyway, I just I think the philosophy was all wrong. I think you've got a I think you've got a pair a high variance philosophy with our offense. Uh and that's what you know Grinch kind of did. I, I understand I, I'm kind of talking out of both sides of my mouth on that one, but uh but definitely turnovers were prioritized, negative plays were prioritized under Grinch. Um they just played soft on the back end. Um so you know it's also I, I a think, bit of
0: a it's a bit of a rough week to talk about Alex Grinch. Yeah, <laughs> yeah.
1: Well I mean, come on, (laughs) like, like, it doesn't matter who LSU is going to play. I mean, LSU is going to do that to Clemson. It doesn't even matter. Like, like they're going to, yeah, it it didn't, it would not matter who the defensive coordinator was in that game, man. But at any rate, it's, you know, it was disappointing that the defensive philosophy was what it was, by the way, just speaking to something else you, you kind of said about, um, you know, maybe people feeling like, Oh, it's a service Academy. We ought to be able to, you know, do whatever. I mean, all over Twitter, you probably weren't on Twitter a whole lot during the game, but all over Twitter was like, they're just running the ball, make an adjustment and stop them. And I'm like, yeah, Oh not, my well, it's God. A triple option.
0: That's...
1: I'm like, Oh my God. You know, and maybe their game plan was bad. There were, there were enough like high school coaches out there being like, no, their game plan is bad against this. Okay, fine. But at the same time, if it were that easy to stop, <laughs> you know, <laughs> they wouldn't run it. And uh, if it were that easy to stop, you know, Paul Johnson wouldn't have run it to pretty good effect at, at Georgia tech. I mean, You know, it's it's not that easy to stop. What was more discouraging to me was the was the the fact that it looked like their athletes on offense were um, as good or better than our athletes on defense, and that's that's a pretty discouraging thing. Like that last touchdown, the dude basically outran you know three guys who were in pretty good position to make the stop. You know, outran him to the corner, and you know that's the sort of thing that just doesn't make you feel great about. you know next year because it's not like they're going to get more athletic in the off season.
0: Yeah, the you know that 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 fourth down touchdown that basically iced the game. Uh it looked like they had him they had him they had him beat. Yep. Um but they just let the guy beat him to the corner and Yep. Um
1: they yeah, and they all you know I mean obviously there are lots of times this year when the defense took, you know, bad angles and you go okay, well, you know, bad angle. Uh, they all looked like they were in position and they all took, you know, what seemed to be reasonable angles and they just they just got beat. <laughs> you know, they just got beat by a running back for a service academy and that's like that is frustrating as hell, you know, and then watching our linebackers just get trucked repeatedly and drug on a dive. Like I'm just Yeah. That stuff just doesn't th- make me I feel I great.
0: I honestly think that uh Air Force could have ran fullback dive all day. Pretty much. Um, and uh won that game just as easily. <laughs> yeah.
1: They dealt with it a little better in the second half, I yeah. thought. Um, but but yeah, it, you know, that's what was discouraging to me was because, you know, you're always kind of thinking, what does this mean for next year? And and obviously scheme doesn't mean anything. We're gonna have a different, at least I, I pray to God, we're gonna have a different defensive coordinator. Um, but, it, you know, just kind of looking at the athletes and just going like, oh, man, we just are not. We are not there. Although I will say this: did um, did you guys take notice of uh, Lamont McDougal and what he did? Because he had yeah, a hell of a game.
0: Definitely did. Uh, he 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 was very he was disruptive at times. Yep. Definitely the guy that we thought we were we hoped we were getting, um, and he he's been showing that in spurts occasionally. But he showed it a few more times um, against Air Force. So uh, um, I don't know if it was just nicer because he's playing against some smaller offensive linemen or what, but. Um. I, hopefully that that was a you know good sign for next year. Maybe he's got, finally got his kind of feet under him, and he can he can start making plays.
1: I hope so. I I think maybe they kind of turned him loose and said, "Hey, you know, penetrate and disrupt. <laughs> you know, just go go to a gap and attack and try and disrupt." And maybe that's where they were, you know, trying to or trying to shoot for their negative plays or trying to force the ball you know out of the uh, out of the dive or something but yeah it was he was encouraging he was encouraging um i think the defensive line has potential um ron stone i thought had a pretty nice game uh so you know i think the defensive line's got some potential um still
0: not just, feeling great about just it. remember we have to put all of our all of our predictions for next year have to be based on how each and every player that's coming back played in this one that's game. right because bowl this games is bowl are very game. important and and we'll talk <laughs> you're talking about not not having to listen to the broadcast is nice because uh, the bowl games uh because it's like this selling point thing like the every broadcast team just goes over the top and promoting the teams yeah and and promoting the importance of this game oh yeah like and, it, very and it's very important you know, I was watching a seven and five Louisville beat six and six Mississippi State, and I mm. know that Louisville only won two games last year and it was a big deal. Big jumping off just, point. They're just talking about how this game proves that they're headed in the right direction, and That's right. like, okay, so they beat another six and six team. Like, how many other yeah. six and six teams did they beat this year? <laughs> like, how many? They've other got all their ACC momentum. Teams? Yeah. Like, okay, so they prove they can beat another six and six team. Like, this is not it's just because it has yeah. bowl attached to it doesn't mean it's important momentum um,
1: for 2020 craig yeah
0: yeah there's 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 two bowls are we you could say all the near six bowls you know we like to take seriously just because they're they're spectacles and and big matchups unless it's you know the second place acc team getting into one of them but right. um but it's it, other than that like if you're in the Cheese It Bowl or the Music City Bowl or whatever, just take it for what it's worth. Like and and yeah. definitely like for WSU, uh we were in the worst bowl in our pecking order. And the Air Force was in the second best bowl in their pecking order. So it is a much like it comes in like I know the players part thing, it's just as big a deal, but but I don't know if like the the players do. Like if when they played in the Alamo Bowl last year, which is very clearly a more a bigger deal, it was played in front of sixty thousand people in a in the Alamo Dome and like but this is this is played in a baseball stadium, which already kind of you know, you're kinda of like, okay, like you get in there and you see the foul poles, that was kinda of wild, and yeah um the giant cheese box or whatever, which wasn't as giant as you would hope, but um but yeah, it was just like it's just like it's the cheese it bowl. I don't know how mad I can get about this. And I don't know what I can take. We're not going to play another triple option team this next year. Like so I don't know what else, what I can take a- away from that. Yeah, like you said, we should have a different defensive coordinator. Um so yeah, I don't know. Yeah, gonna I mean take take We're going to have a quarterback, we're going to have a different quarterback. <laughs> <laughs> uh we're gonna have two to two new outside receivers um, a couple of
1: new linemen
0: a, a new. and we're gonna lose in the top receiver as well um so I don't know like Brandon Arcanado had 167 yards or whatever yeah so, but, I mean, but also so may- Anthony Gordon was his favorite target so I mean they're, they're leaving together so it's <laughs> or it was his Anthony Gordon's favorite target so yeah I don't know what else Jameer Calvin's coming back next year so we hope i don't know what like What can you? <laughs> i know hopefully hopefully i hope uh i hope um but yeah just i don't know like again it's just like you can't read no like, th- this is these aren't like the state of program defining games no. that uh the broadcasts and the bowl promoters will want yes. you to believe and again that was part of what it was refreshing about the cheesa bowl is they i don't know how what it was like in the broadcast but in person it was like this is not I, I, it's the same people that promote the festival, so they they know they have this important one, so they you know that yeah. they have this other one that's just just for fun, and, and it is, right. and so they make it fun. Um, but yeah, this is not this not program defining when you lose to a service no. academy in in no. a low 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 tier bowl. So I don't know. Yeah, yeah.
1: I mean it sucks. Like yeah, it, you it does know, suck.
0: Winning winning is always better. Yeah, and, like and, you want to win. It would have been way more fun if WSU had more possessions and it would be yeah. way more fun if they converted those fourth downs. And, yeah. and, 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 and you know, I mean, it would have been more fun if they got that stop at the end and they would have had a chance to go like 92 yards or you know, 99 yards to win the game. Like that, that those are more fun outcomes, but but uh, it, it, it didn't happen. So I get it, like you're bummed, but um, there's nothing that can be said about the program. Like we pretty much, that we didn't already know about it going into this game
1: yeah it's you know you don't you just don't make grand proclamations from from this stuff and you know putting too much into it is no i it's think squishy. we
0: should recruit air force kids better yeah yeah maybe we
1: should do that maybe we should recruit look at who air force is recruiting we got to build Stop. up
0: our RO. we got to build up our uh, rotc <laughs> program
1: Let's stop recruiting Washington and start recruiting Air Force kids. Yeah, let's
0: just find about. whoever Air Force has on their radar. That's right. And, just and let's offer those guys. Them, offer those. Yeah. Kids.
1: Yeah. I, you know, the players obviously want to win. It means a lot to them. I mean, like last year we saw, you know, the Alamo bowl. I mean, they obviously were very excited, you know, to win that game and, And that was also a difference.
0: They knew they were setting a a record, a school record if they won that game. So
1: all of those things. But, you know, I mean, you said you saw, you know, Gordon later and, you know, he was subdued. I mean, they want to win. They really want to win. You know, okay, so great. But from a fan perspective, like, you know, I mean, we've, we've watched bowl games for long enough to know that at least every fan should know that these games are just not, they're not predictive at all they don't they don't tell you anything they don't show you anything they are weird one off games in which everything is different than what it normally is the practice schedules the travel schedules all the stuff that goes around the game the opponents are unfamiliar man like the coaches like like half the time they're having practices and like all the coaches aren't even there. Like they're out recruiting and stuff. Like it's it's the yeah. whole thing is just it's weird. It's
0: it's it's yeah, weird especially and, with the the middle of December signing day. Yeah. Thing now, and so you
1: so. never know what how the team's gonna respond. You just you just don't. Now, I don't know, maybe you can read something into the fact that we seem to you know, play badly most of the time in bowl games i you know maybe you can read something into that i don't know but um you know i kind of look and go well uh, you know if we win that first uh new mexico bowl you know all of a sudden the bowl record doesn't look quite as bad like i i don't know it's it's again you can talk yourself into circles trying to trying to reason it and it's yeah that's just not to I,
0: I i of course like immediately on on like Die Hard coogs or whatever on Facebook. Like uh-huh. I was looking on Facebook and saw someone immediately I knew I knew it was coming, like uh uh leeches, uh one and whatever in Apple Cups and two and whatever in bowl games. And, and, and I'm like, well, I know that those are probably the only two games you pay attention to. Right. All year. Right. So I, I mean, I guess if that's your barometer for the program, then we are, this is terrible. Like yeah. every game, we watch, terrible we, shape. almost every game you, we watch, you <laughs> lose, you watch, they lose. If those are the right. only games you pay attention to, right. It would not be fun. Like you, you would just watch us lose to, to Minnesota and Colorado state and air force. And, uh, and whoever State. else, Michigan State. <laughs> like, let's just but, let's just run through them all. Let's just yeah. run through them all. But you Thank would you. also watch us beat Miami and beat Iowa State, which yeah. also, if you were at the Alamo Bowl, beating Iowa State got way more fun once you interacted yeah. with once once <laughs> there was sixty thousand of their fans and ten thousand of yours. Yeah. But, yeah. but anyway, so but it's it's yeah. If and I think that there there is a not insignificant portion of the fan base that only pays attention to the apple cup and, and, yeah, and then the, I think that's the subsequent true. bowl game so that's a lot they, they see those two games in, in the last two months of the year and then uh, they're like they just get frustrated and it's okay watch more games then we've won uh, 45 games in that stretch so uh, just yeah. watch more games yeah, so.
1: and the uh, you know the offense was was fun to watch this year, even as the the defense was a total train wreck. And
0: well, that was that was, again. That was the bummer is that we didn't get to yeah. watch the offense that much in this game, which yeah, was directly that, related to the defense. So it was
1: a major bummer. Like the offense was, like barely had any chances to do Gordon, anything.
0: Gordon had what we we said eight drives, and yeah. he's still he's still through for he's still th- fifty one yards. yards. I know. Yeah, so it, that's it like bonkers. he's... He's like at forty-five yards, uh, uh, almost forty-five yards um, a drive passing, because we're like, and so if if you put that out to like twelve, like twelve, that's he's going over five hundred easy, uh, or I'm sorry, he's going what is twelve times forty, whatever. I, I don't feel like doing the math, but uh, yeah, he's going like five forty, like, and so yeah, he, he's putting up gaudy numbers if he has more drives. Well, he was he at
1: eight point four yards per attempt.
0: Which is yeah, which is pretty much what he's been on all year. Is so, really good, <laughs> yeah. like
1: really, really, really good.
0: Yeah, um, people appreciate that yards per attempt number as much as they should because compared to compared to uh, past quarterbacks, it's quite a bit better. Even the the better ones, Minshew and Holiday, he was a so. full
1: yard better than Minshew was last year over the course of this season.
0: Yeah, which is wild. Um, I i i kind of i have i kind of thought. Mike Leach's version of the air raid had reached a point to where people are used to it enough that it couldn't be that explosive anymore. Um, yeah. But maybe it can. Um, so, Cause it was this year. Uh, so yeah, here,
1: so. what I would like for us to do, I, I, I would like to have just a conversation about Gordon after the break. Is that cool? Yeah. sure. Talk about his place and how, like just how good the season was and all that yeah. stuff. Okay, cool. And we're back. Whew, buy that thing. Or subscribe to that thing.
0: Yeah. Do all of that.
1: Yeah. So okay, so here here's what I'm thinking. And the reason why is because uh there there's I, I got a little salty with some fans, probably more salty than I should have, uh, in our <laughs> comments section. Um, but you know, I mean, honestly, like it, it's it I'm I'm kinda tired of people crapping on Anthony Gordon. Like, and that seems to happen a lot in our comment section. And I, I, I'm, I'm struggling to kind of figure out why, um, after such a historic season, I, I think it really just boils down to, they didn't win enough games overall, but like, i obviously, and buying into the,
0: the and buying into the belief that the air raid is plug and play. Yeah. Like and it doesn't it decide, matter who you are. It doesn't
1: matter who you put back there. um, but I think, you know, obviously you're on the same page with me that it's not plug and play, at least in the sense that the way people are thinking of it. Yes. Like, like if you're any kind of competent, you're going to throw for like 4,000 yards, right? Like that's okay. Like, like that's, that's probably the the baseline for evaluation, uh, he threw for 5,600 and threw for damn near 50 touchdowns and, you know, placed fifth. And, and it's not like he was just doing it on volume of pass attempts. Um, and by the way, that was kind of what, uh, you know, what Connor Halliday was doing back in 2014. Like he was throwing the ball at a rate that like Gordon didn't throw at. Like like he was just, you know, like lots and lots and lots and lots and lots of passes. And the the yards per attempt were... Um, were you know a little bit suppressed because of that, um, you know Gordon, as I mentioned, Gordon's yard per attempt was a full a full yard better than what Minshew did last year, which is really kind of amazing. Um, so I don't know, like kind of kind of what's your take on that whole, you know, just kind of this desire to put down this this season that that doesn't really make a whole lot of sense to me.
0: Well, it's funny um, when we were um, talking to his dad, basically we're like we just want you to know we like at least the you know the four of us appreciate what he did um it it's not his fault that the team didn't win as many games like uh you know if 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 we have the defense if wc has the same defense as they did in in 2018 yep uh the win total is probably the same this year because because you're not you, you can just look at multiple games on the schedule that would go different. You get UCLA, Arizona State, Oregon. Uh, <clears throat> uh, and, like, there's – even Utah would have been much closer. Uh, WSU would have had more possessions in that game, would have scored, had more chances to score uh, because they are they wouldn't be giving up the same long drives like they were against Air Force. Um, there, there's just multiple – like, there's almost every loss outside of the Apple Cup. But and even Utah. Apple Cup, well, even, well, even Apple Cup in Utah, if, if we have, if there's a better defense, if there's last year's defense, there's a chance they're holding those two teams in the twenties and WSU is getting maybe more possessions on offense and having more chances to score and potentially, maybe. and maybe not having to be more desperate later in the game, trying to catch up, um, it, I, they probably still lose those two games, but out, the other rest of them, I, you know, I don't know. Uh, even the Cal one, I could see if because the, d- the defense got absolutely shredded by a hor- horrible, horrible quarterback in that game, right. and I do not see Jalen Thompson and and Peyton Pallor and, and the rest of that team letting that happen. Right. Um, so maybe just scoring because last year nineteen points was enough to beat Cal. This year twenty wasn't. So right. Um, it's it's uh it's it's frustrating i and people just they won't it's it's weird that it just seems people won't admit it that the the overall record impacts their their ability to evaluate the quarterback yeah and and they and there's there's the the lore of gardner Minshew's ability to come back late in games but anthony gordon scored to take the lead against oregon with a minute left yep um you should and against that arizona state and against arizona state he scored to take the lead with three minutes left like those, like what, it, it, was it his fault that defense, like uh, the defense last year made stops after taking the, after yep. WSU take the lead. And, and yep. uh, so it, they made a stop against Cal or, I mean, there was only, three, I get, I, I guess is Gordon was, did he run the offense too well? So that, the, that, that score against Oregon, they scored too oh, yeah.
1: so fast. Oh, that is still a thing. I, I I, learned today that that is still a thing, that Gordon should have had better time management on that. And I'm just like, fuck that, dude. Like, that is just so... That is, you know, and I said this on a comment. That, to me, is one of the most unfair criticisms I have ever heard about any player ever. It, and and I, I try not to be hyperbolic. Like, I try not to be... Like, oh, this is the biggest, you know, whatever. Like, no, like, like really like that is literally one of the most unfair things I've ever heard that, that, oh, they scored too quickly. Like he's like one time he snapped the ball maybe 10 seconds before you would have preferred. Like, like that's like, that's your criticism and you're going to blame the loss on him or, or, or on some level. Well, he should have known his defense was like,
0: are you serious? Like, it just like when you say that, it's like, uh, of co- then, so we agree. Then the defense is terrible. Oregon should yeah, have never even made like, it to thirty-seven points in that game. That last drive—if the defense was last year's defense—they wouldn't have needed that last. Like, drive like you're win. really
1: going to tell me that you're going to criticize a guy for scoring with less than a minute left in the game, and and somehow it's his fault that they end up losing the game? Like, like it, uh, I get all worked up all over again because it's just it's silly, and and in that particular argument too. Um, the guy was like oh yeah it's you know if i'm if i'm if i need a touchdown at the end of the game and i'm choosing a quarterback i'm and he made a list and gordon was like fourth and i'm like <laughs> like which if honestly the, like if if it's not defense... that the
0: the other guys were like Minshew and and holiday and and 2015 and falk, falk right? so yeah fine like whatever um those it's like 1a and 1 1- B and one C, although I don't know what holiday did so much to deserve. I, I don't either. Of, like the late, the late game <laughs> he, winning, he credit. did it against Utah. And that was, that yeah, was it. I don't like, I mean, like, again, it, that it wasn't holiday. He lost spot, that like, he, game
1: against, he lost that game against Cal. What a choker.
0: Yeah. I, I don't um, know. But, it's, uh,
1: it, it's just, it's crazy to me. Cause like if the defense could have done anything, he would have had four come from behind fourth quarter wins this year. And then he's the, is he the greatest fourth quarter quarterback of all time? Like, you know, is that how it works? <laughs> you know I mean? It's, it's so faulty and it's so flawed and, it, and it's so frustrating. Like it's, it's okay to say that he had an amazing season and the team was disappointing. Like both of these things can be true. And there's this obsession with like, well, only one thing can be true. Like, well, Gordon threw too many interceptions, therefore he wasn't he was just average. Like like there were like multiple people who said average, and I'm just like, oh my God, my head is going to explode.
0: There was nothing average. Like we just said, There was nothing average about
1: this season at all. Like, you wanna go and compare him to Minshew last year. Okay, you wanna say that Minshew had a better season? I I I mean, I guess I can okay like like obviously the, they his, won more games his mobility um, his mobility possibly. was his ability exceptional. to avoid sacks
0: and and turn the ball over less right would, he took better care be of the, the ball. argument yeah
1: 100 so okay so those things i understand um gordon was also a far 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 superior passer like like it, like it's not even debatable like so if you if you want to argue the ability to pass like gordon is the superior passer like by any metric any metric that you want yards per attempt, overall yards, completion percentage, touchdowns. Yeah. He had more interceptions. Okay. He threw interceptions on, you know, two and a half percent of passes instead of one and a half percent of passes. Like, you know, like Minshew did. Okay, fine. But like every other thing says that actually it was more effective, even with the increased turnovers, it was more effective because of the explosiveness of the offense. So, okay. Okay you want to do that. That's fine. But it's like, like it doesn't have to be, well, he was average. Like, like why can't it be, he had this amazing season and I didn't particularly care for the turnovers, which I thought, you know, held the offense back a little. I mean, you can have a reasonable conversation there, but to be like, you know, to, to denigrate the kids season because the defense was such hot trash that they could only win six games. Um, you know, I, 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 I don't know. Like, I'll never, I'll never quite understand the need to to trash on a guy um, or to pick a villain. I guess, um, and, and I guess that gets invited when you're an Air Raid quarterback. But it, it just doesn't make a lot of sense to me. The, the need to have a to have a scapegoat, to have a villain, um, especially when, by any objective measure, he had a really, you know, amazing season. And, and if you didn't like. His season, um, you you either think wins are a great metric for evaluating quarterbacks, and they're not; it's a stupid way to evaluate quarterbacks, or you just hate the air raid to begin with. And, and I think there's probably plenty of people in both of those camps. Um, and and to be honest, anybody espousing either of those theories for evaluating a quarterback is going to get nothing but ridicule from me. And and I and I I make no apologies for that because I think that's insane, and, and I think people need to be better than that
0: yep um i i was uh i'm glad i got to at least uh you know i i in the, the one second i got to talk to him i just said thanks for sticking around and gave him a fist bump and um because i you know i know he sees this stuff in somewhere a way, the way the things that people say like yep. i these are kids they look it up like so um and so it's just it sucks that you know um, people just have that. Um, and I'm sure to the, to, to a point like a competitive guy like him probably does take some responsibility for losses more than like more yeah. than we would, than you and I would ascribe sure. to him. But that's, that's part of being a teammate. We are not there, but teammate. that's his job. Yeah. That's, <laughs> not, his not, job. that's not the fan. We're just job. here. We're just, we're just here to, you know, analyze things. And, and, and I get that there's it obviously in any sport, the fans always love the players that are on the good team better. Sure. So like there's, there's like bat, like, like who didn't love Steve Scheffler on the Sonics in the (laughs) nineties.
1: That's a good poll right there.
0: But Steve Scheffler was trash and never played, but everyone knew who he was. You could not name the 12th person on the team in the early two thousands after Peyton left and they were garbage and, and, or right before they left. But everyone knew all those players because the teams were good. And so it's the same thing and obviously for WSU, um your favorite players are always pull po- like like we all love Gardner Minshew because last year was so much fun. Yeah. And he was fun with us. And 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 I, I mean we could say probably the, the personality is part of it too with Gordon because he's not Gardner Minshew. <laughs> So he follows that up. If he follows Luke Falk up, no one knows the difference. Like sure. we'd probably say, "Oh man, this guy's got more personality than our last quarterback." But now you get you know Garden Minshew is you go from like the most most bombastic guy we've right. had playing quarterback, and you know probably since Holiday, and then uh, but it, but it was paired with a, a huge winning season and kind of this flash in the pan, and we when we desperately needed you know someone to kind of. Come in and give us some healing. So it was just so perfectly timed. But Gordon didn't have that. Gordon got to follow up that. And so he, he, so I've seen people talk about his. Man, you know much like his mannerisms and his personality so oh yeah um, I, i'm just making more and more references but now let's look at when clay thompson was in college Yep, that was I'm the one so, that
1: came to mind for me for sure
0: i'm so glad all of you wsu fans fucking love him now because guess yeah. what we we ran a wsu blog back then and i know you all fucking <laughs> yes. didn't like him when he was at wsu because <laughs> we didn't win like 100%. i know i remember we so were, i'm glad you love receipts. him now
1: we got the receipts, man. If we if we like, dug back into some of those posts and people talking about Clay's pouty, his pouty face, face. His pouty face and his body language. Oh my God. I oh my God. so I was having
0: I was having flashbacks this season, the way people talk about Gordon. Like it was just like Yeah, oh, oh my Gordon God.
1: got a personal foul that one time and people freak out. Like oh, I don't like his attitude. He gets a guy's face. Like like people allowed so many other things that had nothing to do with his actual play to color their evaluation of his actual play. And that's the part that gets frustrating to me is like, okay, fine. You want to have a good faith argument, statistically, whatever results, et cetera. Fine. Um, about the things that are in his control. Fine. Like you you want to talk about, you know, his body language and how he, you know, got in a defender's face that one time. And like, it just like, come on. Like those things don't actually matter. You know, and and here's the other thing: if you take this season and last season, and and just like as a weird thought exercise, flip flop them. So let's say Gordon's season comes last year, and Minshew's season comes this year, right? Like Gordon gets looked at completely differently, right? Absolutely. Like like yeah. like following on the heels of you know 2017 Falk, which was you know probably I, I think you know we we would all agree maybe the worst. Definitely the worst of his three seasons, but the worst air raid season since, like, maybe you know, Connor Halliday's first year starting in 2013. Like, that was, I went back and looked at some of that. He, do you realize he threw 22 interceptions in 2013? 22 damn interceptions. Yeah. Um, but anyway, it's just like, it, it, you we know, went to a bowl game, <laughs> and we went to a bowl game, which we lost, but you know, whatever. Um, You know, if you flip flop them, it's I I think you're right. I think you're onto something that coming on the heels of Minshew and Minshew has, uh, you know, I don't know, to put it like like I don't really know how to put this other than, you know, Minshew is the kind of guy that old white people love. Right. Because he's he's respectful. He's the gentleman. He does it the right way. He's gritty, you know, all of those things. Right. You know, and Anthony Gordon, maybe, you know, talking a little trash is, well, let me clutch my pearls for a sec, you know, I mean, it's, I think there's probably some of that too, that, you know, with coming on the heels of, of Gardner Minshew, uh, you know, didn't really do him any favors, but the other thing didn't do me favors, by the way, when I was digging into this was uh, the rushing attack being substantially worse this year. Um, And that's, you know, I, I haven't dug too deep into it, um i, I kind of started taking a few are you trying notes.
0: to speak ill of max borgie oh
1: god it's not not borgie specifically just the you know the line that was in front of him probably <laughs> like like i think the offensive line wasn't very good Um people talk about the red zone oh that was another comment oh i don't like his next came up from a few different people i didn't like his i didn't like gordon's red zone decisions well you know what anthony gordon also had a terrible red zone rushing attack and and look maybe you know I don't know. Mike Leach could tell me this, you know, maybe there was, maybe Gordon was checking into bad runs. So that's entirely possible. I don't know this for sure. Cause I don't know it well enough, but here's what I do know. Last year we scored 22, 22 red zone rushing touchdowns. Uh, Inside the twenty, they averaged three and a half yards per carry. Now that yards per carry is obviously going to get suppressed because some of those carries a of are very one yard, short. R-
0: two yard runs. Right. Some of those carries are very short. Yeah.
1: Right. Okay. This year they had ten red zone rushing touchdowns for an average yardage per carry of one point seven.
0: The touchdowns were one point seven, or just they just were just
1: all just all of every, all, cares, every all carries inside the twenty. All carries you... inside the twenty went for an average of one point seven yards.
0: Is that running back carries? Only? Now that
1: would include that would include sacks. So I don't know. Again, I haven't I haven't completely parsed this out. But um, but to me, just at first blush, you know that says not blocked very well. You know the, that's that's the difference. You know, and then you eliminate booby, right? you know, you take uh, your other red zone weapon out of there. Um, you know, it just, it, it gets more difficult. So anyway, I, I just think he, so didn't I really can t- have... So actually
0: here, I'll tell you, okay. uh, Max Borgie averaged 2.33 yards a carry in the red zone this year. Last year, Max Borgie averaged 4.29 yards a yeah. carry. In the so red there zone. you go.
1: And that's, that's probably as good of an apples to apples comparison as you're going to get. Um, and, and that's, you know, to me that, that, that's just, that's an offensive line issue. Like
0: Max Borge, who looked like a better player this year. Yeah. Like he just looked like he had more, another, you know, more tools in the box. Yep. Averages two yards less a carry in the red zone. Yep. Um, that's putting you in tougher situations, tougher passing situations. Yep. And, you know, and it's forcing you to hit, you know, hit tight windows. And...
1: Yep. And Gordon threw, so Gordon threw 20 more pass attempts in the red zone than Minshew did and had seven more touchdowns and one more interception now his, um, and maybe this is where people, uh, you know, maybe this is what they're remembering. So his completion percentage in the red zone was actually like 57%. So really low, um, which, you know, says that obviously there were a lot of incompletions in there more than you would expect. So, you know, and that sort of jives with kind of what you know, what we saw a lot of times were maybe, you know, first down in completion, second down in completion, maybe get the touchdown on third down, right, sort of deal, um, which I think it feels like that happened quite a bit. I, I, I You know, that's purely yeah, anecdotal. But
0: Minshew's was actually 68.9% right. and, or and 69%. I,
1: and I feel like a lot of Minshew's um, c- came from his ability to extend a play and and, yeah, yeah. and the threat of him being able to run. Like teams knew – that he could tuck it in and go. And I feel like he got more than a few touchdowns. Um, and again, this is purely anecdotal. So I don't know if this is accurate or not, but it felt like he got more than a few touchdowns where, um, where he scrambled, where he you know looked like he might run and, you know, just kind of flipped the ball to somebody, um, you know, that sort of thing. Gordon obviously didn't have that benefit because he wasn't, wasn't that mobile. So uh, yeah, he just, you know, he didn't have maybe the same, uh, the same kind of tools to work with that, um, you know, that Minshew did in a lot of ways, particularly in a running attack and yet, um, had a, you know, historic passing season. So, um, he deserves all the kudos. Uh, you know, if you prefer, if Minshew was more, your, uh, more, your flavor, then I won't, I won't begrudge you that. But, um, if, uh, if your conclusion is that he was average or above average, um, you are out of your damn mind and you don't know what you're talking about. So
0: there you go. All right.
1: Should we take another break and then talk some hoops?
0: Well, I want. To, I wanted to talk about. You want my to talk, weekend, about, whatever, you the want talk about weekend, but whatever. The rest of your weekend. I didn't know you had, wanted to go on a thirty-minute rant. Yes, yeah,
1: sorry. I
0: kind of hijacked that, didn't I? Yeah. All right. Let's all right. Let's a take break. a break, and then we'll talk about what you want to talk about. How about that? All right. I want to talk about myself. Good. All right, we're back.
1: Craig, what did you do with the rest of your time in Phoenix?
0: Well, I wanted to talk about the beer I'm drinking because oh, yeah. talk to specifically that. do with that. Okay. Um, so I'm drinking a, a beer called Cold Boy Wally, which, which I tweeted it out um, from uh, Renhouse Brewing. Um, Phoenix was actually, you know, I had I had nothing to, uh, I, I had no uh, kind of assessment of Phoenix, um, but I had fun. You know, I found Renhouse Brewing was great. Uh, we went there. I went there with some friends. The first night I got in before the uh, Coog party and um we just basically were they had a bunch of kind of barrel aged stuff that they had you could buy for on premise and then we they had like a bunch of pilsners so I was try, trying trying a kind of wide variety of things from them and they were uh very good um so yeah they uh and then the next day uh before the game I was actually able to go up there and uh share some share some beers with uh Preston the brewer owner um and he was really nice. Uh, they ended up getting slammed, so uh, I probably didn't get to hang out with him as much, but he was really nice, and uh, I knew he was a big barley wine fan, and so I um brought some uh, Pacific Northwest barley wines to share with him, and he was digging that. I actually heard about this brewery on a on a beer podcast called Mark Couture I listened to, so we chatted about that a bit, and they seem like real down-to-earth people. Um, uh, I did run into someone who said they came to this brewery because of my recommendation on the podcast. So that made me feel pretty happy, um, as I was sitting there drinking all day before the game. Um, so that made me feel pretty good. Um, but so yeah, um, if we're, uh, if you ever head down to, uh, you know, Tucson or Tempe and you want to uh, make your way over to Phoenix, uh, I, you know, recommend checking out Ren House. But yeah, uh, the, the real thing um, or are you drinking a beer, Jeff?
1: I had one earlier tonight. I'm not having one right now, but I did have a MIAUZA Double IPA from uh, from Georgetown because I stopped by Georgetown over the weekend. So that was good. So I had that. Excellent. All right? Beer.
0: Yeah, I've had I've had that one. Pretty yeah. Good. They, uh, oh, oh they... by the way, uh, the one I was drinking it's a triple IPA with lactose in it. This mm. it's it's got a cute dog on the label, and apparently Wally is like one of the brewery person's dogs, and they. That's kind of their. They make this triple IVA, and they make variants out, off of it, and they um, they always call it Wally or something. So, yeah, it's I thought that was cool. I was pleasantly was surprised
1: good. to find out that the Miaoza was was canned. I hadn't seen it canned before. You probably have, but I had not.
0: Well, they they had their first canning run a couple months ago. I know I brought some to some tailgates. Um, so yeah, they they it's not a. It's not an old thing. It's uh probably okay. just this it's probably their only their second canning. Got yeah.
1: it. Yeah, I haven't I hadn't seen it around, but I also don't frequent a ton of like, you know, beer stores that would carry something a little more obscure like that. Not that it's super obscure, but a little bit. Also picked up uh their barrel-aged porter, which I have not drank yet. Maybe I'll drink it on New Year's Day. I don't know. Anyway. Nice. Yeah, yeah it was good. We got uh Sarah and I went to uh, Went up to Seattle. We we had our anniversary last week, so we spent some time hanging out. We went up. We went to a, a seltzerie. We went to the San yeah. Juan Seltzerie in Seattle, which was I don't know, whatever. Seltzer's Seltzer. Apparently, seltzers are great. It actually is really great for Sarah because they're gluten free, and uh, that's that was really nice for her to be able to drink something that was gluten free.
0: So, yeah, everyone's digging the seltzers right. Yeah. Now. The food
1: by the way was really really good. So they uh I'm trying to remember who the um, now maybe it'll come to me. But anyway, the the kitchen that they have there that they've they've partnered with uh was was really really good. The food was great. So if you're into seltzers and good food, I can I can recommend San Juan Seltzer in Seattle. The Rainier cherry was uh
0: my favorite flavor. I've heard people love that flavor. It's
1: good. I was I was pleasantly surprised. Now, I I basically was just sipping on them while having my Bodhi, but <laughs> but I did taste it. It was pretty good. Did not like the watermelon. I thought it tasted like biting into a, a watermelon rind. I thought that was gross.
0: We'll have to do some seltzers in a, like a summer seltzer podcast talk. or yeah, something. Yeah, we should do
1: that. We should do that. Hot seltzer talk.
0: Because there ain't no laws when you're drinking claws. So. It's true. One hundred percent true.
1: <laughs> but what I know else they've did done you do on your trip? They did what some else?
0: hot seltzer talk on uh, on Saturday. On the Saturday cast, cast
1: so. they did so. Maybe I don't know. Are we encroaching? I,
0: that... I don't want to encroach on their game. We gotta be. Yeah, we gotta be careful. They're definitely better experts than I am.
1: So, dude, like you've got to talk about the fiestable. Like this yeah. is what I want to hear.
0: So it's kind of funny. Like we uh, we floated the idea among our friends. I can't remember who did it. It was Brian or or. Uh, someone else that you know maybe we should do this and and once we kind of committed to it I got kept just kept getting more excited to the point where I was more looking forward to that than the WSU game um but yeah it was it was wild so I don't know if you uh went to like a Cardinals away game but like there's um like that stadium is weird like it's just kind of out and then they have uh just like a mall, basically they built next to it, like an outdoor mall with like a ton of restaurants and stuff. And those, it was just completely packed. And, um, we were able to eventually find one, but we saw a few more, few other Cougs coming in. We thought that was cool. Um, but we got some pretty good seats, uh, on the, in the lower level and in, in the Clemson section. Um, even though there was two Ohio state guys right next to us, it was like 70, 30 Ohio state. So there was a lot of Ohio state people in the Clemson sections, um, Clemson's just too tired of going to the college football playoff at this point. I guess. They just knew they were going to win. Yeah. Um, <laughs> they're like, yeah, they, sa- yeah, they're just, we're yeah, saving we're going... up for new Orleans. Yeah. That's, I mean, if you yeah. had your choice, uh, definitely. <laughs> so, <laughs> so yeah. if, in, in new Orleans, if you win the national championship, you could drink just, and they could never stop you. It's just 24 hour days, 24 bars hours there. Day. Um, yeah. So it was, it was amazing. Like it was, you're just go in. You're hoping you see something cool. You see a good game or whatever. But it was such a wild game, and the atmosphere was so cool just because of that. Um, the Ohio State fans were getting real salty, and and the Clemson fans were just uh, you know because their team came back were like pretty overjoyed, and um, it was just a lot of fun. Like we were we were really into it. We were having a great time. We were jumping around and you know on the big plays like Trevor Lawrence's crazy ridiculous run, run which it was just because it was pretty funny. we were ba and i kept bitching that they just kept running him and we're like why are they doing this like he's getting hit he's getting four yards what is the point of this like and then he just busts out yeah they did his lamar run.
1: jackson impersonation
0: yeah it's like i immediately looked up his 40 time which yeah. was only four seven i was stunned um, I guess when you get adrenaline you can run a little faster. Maybe. Um, I don't know.
1: Or when like when you just kinda open it up and Yeah. I don't know, man. Yeah, he that was wild. Hella fast.
0: Yeah. But yeah, or uh the first drive, Ohio State's first drive of the game, the, the the leaping catch that got reviewed, that play live just that is the highest I've ever seen anyone jump in my life. Like he looked like he and then plus after he got his legs taken out from under them, he, he was like like 10 feet in the air <laughs> like it was it was insane like it's he, a
1: different game with those teams
0: well and yeah that's that was our biggest just takeaway is like the pack 12 is nowhere near that level yeah the level of athlete in that game athletes in that game was crazy and it was especially after watching the cheeser bowl the day before like it was it was just so wild to see and you're just like yeah we're not at this level. Like we're just not even. It's crazy that we were, even in the conversation, to be in the college football playoff last season, up until the, you know the last game of the year, and just to think we we're like, WSU would just be getting walloped. Last year's WSU would just be getting walloped by oh, yeah. either of these teams. Just on athletes alone, yeah. Um, you just saw so many plays, and you know they're making them against like like competition, right? Like the, these athletic plays. Uh, just made over and over again. Um, Just especially the scale positions and then the... the Like, Ohio State's defensive line is incredible.
1: Yep. Those guys are all NFL players. Obviously, Chase Young,
0: but like Chase Young is very obvious, but like um, if he's not making a play, the other three are. Yeah. Like, it it, it was so wild watching them and they just beat the hell out of Clemson for half the game, basically. Yep. Like, just beating them up like Clemson you know got pretty lucky um they got some big plays Uh, they obviously had that last drive um that that like 90 plus yard drive that gave them the lead in like 30 seconds yeah that was insane I I turned (laughs) it I turned to BA I go man dude this is what we wanted this is the last drive of the game and the and this the game's on the line right and and then and then we laugh nope it wasn't not the last last one yeah (laughs) too much time but it was a, it was like one of the coolest, you know, sports yeah. experiences I've ever had. Like it was so, so cool to see it, and it was really nice not having a rooting interest because exactly. you're just like, you're just enjoying every play that yep. every player is making. Yep. Like, and you're just being amazed by it, and 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 watching the emotion of the, you know, the fans because it was such a, you know, high stakes game. Like, yeah. When, uh, when, uh, Clemson got that last interception, the, just watching the Ohio State fan next to me just you know, sulk down. And then the, the Clemson fans all around us, just like losing their minds. Like it was, it was really cool. Um, uh, it was, yeah, I'm, I'm really glad we did it. I'm glad we, you know, forked out the money. And, and then we waited for like an hour to get an Uber after the game. And <laughs> I actually ended up, I wasn't staying with the other, uh, like BA and the other people. So, um, I ended up, I, I gathered up, we gather, I gathered up, a. a, a three Wazoo fans and uh and uh and uh ohio state fan and we we're all staying in downtown phoenix um and just at different hotels and, and we were able to, it was just so hard to get an uber so we got a, a van and well and glendale's we just, way
1: the hell out there right
0: yeah it's pretty far it's it, it i mean it only took 20 minutes to get there but it took you know it just it took a long time to get out Um, but so if, I mean, 20 minutes in, in Phoenix is like, that's it, there's, it's so spread out. Like people are used to going that far for everything. Um, but, but yeah, so we, and it was pretty nice. Like, so it was a pretty expensive fare. Like it was like five times as much as it was on the way in. Um, so we all split it, which was nice. And then the Ohio state fan, um, he was basically settling up with me because I'm the one I paid for it. And he and he uh, he gave me money for my share as well. So I just I had to give him a shout out um, uh, for that. Nice job, Ohio State fan. Yeah. So um, and he was actually really positive. He's like, you know, our our kids played hard and they played great. And Clemson's tough, and we we got a young team, and which they do, uh, which is crazy. (laughs) But um, (laughs) it is crazy. Yeah, they're yeah, it's annoying. <laughs> That's
1: good though, because like it seems like the playoff has really, um, really changed the the fan satisfaction equation. Yeah, uh, now for you a have a lot of and, people.
0: Well, I think yeah, I think it really started with the BCS, and then it's gotten worse with the playoffs. So like basically, you, the playoff is it, and the, and right. then like now, I'm I'm sure for a program like Ohio State, like probably just getting to the playoff is not good enough for right. a lot of fans so um right. yeah so it was kind of cool and um uh, and then i i got a free uber uh, downtown and otherwise if i was go- going by myself it would have been like a hundred and plus dollars so uh, well, um, good deal yeah well we had met the other wsu fans on the way out and uh, we uh, I was like, where are you guys going? And they're going downtown. I'm like, let's, let's, we all had our phones out trying to catch an Uber. And I was basically the, the one that got one first. Yeah. And so luckily I had requested a van so we could add a couple people and make it a little cheaper, but it was, um, it was, yeah, just amazing experience. Um, hundred percent would do it again. Like it makes you want to just like book tickets for a college football playoff game and go watch it. Or it makes me really want to go to the final four actually is what it does. Um, Cause I imagine it's a similar experience just in a basketball game, but like, yeah, it's pretty awesome. I'm glad I did it. Um, speaking of basketball, we probably should talk about basketball a little bit for like bit. a minute, for like a minute. Not much um, has changed. Um, but we do have uh, real, that's games true. coming up this week real deal games um uh, not not playing not playing 340 plus ranked <laughs> teams anymore yeah um but yeah so basically they more or less took care of business against the uh uh three uh arkansas pine bluff it didn't you know it was close for much of the game but they pulled away and kind of won as you would expect by the end yeah um but yeah here we here we go we got usc coming up and and ucla this weekend so uh that's that's what we got to talk about usc's the biggest test of the year for them and so that's by a you know, long ranked, shot yeah they're ranked 69th which th- that means they're nice not a great team but they're not they're a nice team um of course <laughs> they're uh, nice. uh they're 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 uh dunk city west and um, but yeah, that, so, uh, Ken has got it as, uh, 62%, uh, the time USC winning and, and a three point average, uh, win. So, yeah, which um, isn't too bad, which isn't too bad. It means, Hey, uh, we have a decent shot. Um, whereas last year, if you are looking at the, just the improvement to go from the two hundreds to the one forties, it means you got more, more of a shot to win. To, if you're that much better, you have a much better shot at uh, beating some teams. But, yeah, USC, I mean, the athleticism is going to be tough and the size is going to be tough. Um, so we'll see how that goes. I, uh, they do turn the ball over a fair amount, and they are really good at offensive rebounding. Um, and they like they don't rely on the three that much, but they're good at shooting it. So if we could limit the threes, grab the rebounds, get a few turnovers, that's a... I think that's how you change this game because they're probably going to dominate you, um, kind of around the basket, get into the free throw line and stuff like that. So I, I, I hope not. It'll, it'll, it'll tell us, uh, I think it'll tell us a, a little more about the team, um, to face this kind of middle of the, what's, you know, roughly it's like a, like slightly above average pac 12 team, I guess this year. um, is where where USC would fall. They're kind of in the middle. Uh, they're kind of grouped up with teams like Stanford and Oregon State and stuff in terms of quality. Um, I, I think UW Dub's going to keep getting better because they got some youngins on their team. But um, but yeah. So the, this is you know kind of a, a nice barometer to see where the Cougs are at.
1: Yeah, it's I I think kind of a bummer part is that they're not healthy going into it. Um, Yeah. They've had a lot of injuries uh, this year that have been sort of like frustrating. You know, obviously we lost Dion James for the whole year, which, um, you know, put a, put a crimp in the front court, Um, you know, and then Jalen shed has been out for a little bit and he's going to be out this week also. So he's starting point guard um, who has not been a huge contributor on offense, but um has been really good defensively and he's he's one of the guys who really makes that uh that turnover machine go on defense so you know missing him and uh Marvin Cannons out right now and now, I don't know what his status is uh for this weekend um cuz he that was a surprise one uh, cuz he had played and played last weekend and then didn't play uh didn't play yesterday so not sure what his situation is exactly, but still it's, you know, you'd like to have him, Uh you know, and then they've had other guys hurt at, at various times here. I mean, Markovetsky, the, the seven footer uh, from Ukraine, you know, he was dealing with, I think, an ankle injury early in the season. He, you know, probably had his development stunted by that. Just kind of frustrating, frustrating to do that. Uh, DJ Rodman got lots of run, not lots, but, you know, 10 plus minutes yesterday uh, while, you know, while Cannon was out. So that seemed like a like a pretty like-for-like like replacement there. Taylor Rapp got some run. Uh, or Ryan Rapp, sorry. <laughs> Ryan Rapp, uh, that's our guy. Um, he got some run yesterday uh, in Shed's place. So, you know, and he's he's looked okay. He's I've been kind of impressed with, with what I've seen from him in the very limited minutes. And so Noah Williams had a really good game uh, yesterday, which was nice. His offense is still very much a work in progress. Um, but he does have... You know, he's a he's got the potential to be a uh we've 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 talked about this before. I mean he's got the potential to be a, a an absolute uh ridiculous defender um when he when he gets real good. But um he, he also seems to have a pretty nice feel for the game. You know, he had a couple of a couple of buckets, had a really nice assist to CJ Allaby, uh that led to a to a bucket and one in transition. So, um, you know, hopefully he's kinda of figuring a few things out and um you know we'll be yeah, able to
0: contribute so he's able to grab a rebound and start the break yeah um because they use him to handle the ball yep. quite a bit yeah he's on the floor so uh, that's that's a nice asset you know you feel there's there's some pieces like him that could just break out for a game and and get get WSU a win that they might not have expected you know um
1: I am concerned in this game against USC with the with the offensive rebounding. Like that's that's kind of my I don't like yeah. so I think they can compete with the size in a lot of different ways but uh they've really uh, WSU's sh- offensive
0: rebounding or No no no, it, USC's, USC's offensive yeah. rebounding.
1: They've got three guys rebounding uh their own misses at a greater than 9% clip and they've got two guys above 12%. So that's uh and and you figure you know those three well, guys don't uh
0: don't look at um, USC's team either, or UCLA's team. Yeah. either then.
1: I mean, you figure you figure those guys are on the floor. Two out of the three are on the floor at the same time, if not all three. So when right. when you're you've got three guys, you know, just absolutely annihilating people on the glass like that. Um, you know, we we've struggled this year when we've played teams that have had enough size to get to the offensive glass. Um, so I'm very I'm very curious to see if if we're able to to hold our own enough. Um, and that's really how USC makes up for their turnovers because they're pretty sloppy with the ball. It seems like they make up with, for their turnovers by getting extra possessions with offensive rebounds. So yeah, I don't know. They're going to have to compete super, super hard. They're probably still going to give up a ton of them. Um, and, you know, maybe hopefully they don't give up too many uh, to, you know, give themselves a chance to, to maybe win the game.
0: Yeah. And then against UCLA, um, Mick Cronin's a coach. So Mm, um yeah they're they're looking pretty they it's crashing the boards i mean it 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 has the feel of just looking at the the, well the one surprising thing is their their defense primarily their perimeter defense is horrendous um which is super weird for a mick they're giving up 40 percent from three yeah and they give up uh quite a few threes too. um 40 of shots so uh, that's, it's kind of wild. Uh, they, they do rebound the ball really well on both ends of the floor. Yep. Um, so they have, uh, Cody Riley's at 9% offensive rebounding percentage. Jalen Hill's at 14.4%. Like they have some guys, uh, that are, they're 6'9", 6'10", 245. They're definitely uh, guys that we don't have the size to contend with. So that'd be the concern there. Um, The that, that, but it's still UCLA is the one uh, even with that, that you feel like better about getting, yeah. even Ken Palm has a predicted win 60% of the time. So, which really is a, barely more than a coin flip. I know it sounds like a lot, but like <laughs> 60, 40 is not, no, not huge. I mean, but that, I mean, that's barely, you know, if you flip it around, USC is just over 60, 40. So, um, so if you, if you feel good about our chances against USC, you should feel that, uh, UCLA always has also has a pretty good chance against us, but um, basically we get the bu- the bump because we're the home team um, right. in both those games. Right? Because uh, but UCLA is only ranked one twenty seven. We're ranked one forty one. So yeah, um, UCLA is not a good team. No, um, they definitely are are ripe to be beaten. They have been beaten by some bad teams this year, including Hofstra and Cal State Fullerton. Um, so they the, current three
1: game losing streak.
0: Yeah, I mean. If we played Notre Dame and North Carolina, we'd have a two-game losing streak, probably. Probably. Uh, um, but uh, <laughs> yeah. we had Michigan State and BYU yeah. on the on the schedule. Probably wouldn't have yeah. probably wouldn't have gotten wins in those. But, um, but yeah, so it uh, they're definitely beatable. Um, I'm not going to go as far to say as we should beat them because the, I don't know how yeah. good the matchup is. Yeah, I would because uh, teams with teams with size have given us. Like with athletic size, have given us trouble. Yeah. Um, so, but I, they—they're they're not gonna. Uh, they I mean, it's gonna come down probably if we can shoot a little better from the yeah. outside, which we haven't yet. Uh, and Botan us, did one of the big did differences did between UCLA
1: year. and USC is that UCLA is a pretty poor shooting team, and that yeah. makes no, that makes a big difference, particularly for us, the way we run our defense, trying to force a lot of uh, iffy jump shots. Uh, you know that that's that's probably that's a good thing.
0: Well, and, and on offense, they take uh, very th- few. Uh, they they have a very few three pointers. They take it right. on, on less than thirty percent of their shots, which is like three hundred and twenty second. So yep. um that's uh, so that that's good for um, us if they're a team that's just gonna try to hit that mid range more. I haven't dug into the hoop math stats. I don't think we have time to do it on this one anyway, but, um, yeah, I, 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 I think both these games, uh, I, you know, it, it, it's, it, it could be a couple good games where WSU, you know, um, puts up some fight in Pullman. So it, uh, it's, it, it's, it's a bummer that there will be no one there because again, <laughs> uh, the PAC 12 so- has started WSU at home when the students aren't there for the as they 8 million in a row, fucking do um so yeah that's great uh but yeah if you want to drive over in what should be great weather to go watch it then feel free um yeah i don't yeah i don't know um i, I i'm i'm excited to uh to check out the games this weekend and and hopefully uh hopefully we can uh get get a win but by, by the way for those uh Wanting to actually know, uh, the games are on uh, Thursday and Saturday. So, yep, Pac 12 Network, <laughs> it, you, you gotta, yeah, ooh, yeah, the big, mm. big, the big one. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, let's, uh, yeah, it should be, should be an interesting matchup again. We're, we're banged up, but, um, yeah, knows? I hope we uh, get one of them. They've been, yeah, getting one of them would be awesome. That'd be nice, especially, especially having Cal on the road next, uh, you have a nice potential to start 2 and 1 um yep. or you know 2 and 2 um after the first two weekends um which would be big going into playing uh, Oregon and Colorado and yep uh so yeah um yeah i don't know uh this the uh, as always the team is better uh but the conference is always better is better but they they're currently so now that just so we can say before Pac-12 play starts, Ken Palm has them pretty good at a six and twelve record, finishing fifteen and sixteen. So, uh, how would you feel about that if that's what happened?
1: I'd feel fine, I think. Yeah, I mean, I yeah. think it would. I think it would depend a little bit on how you get there. That that always sort of influences how you feel about those things. But you know, at first blush, you know, if they go six and twelve and you know somewhere in there you know they've got some you know maybe a couple close losses you know they're they're hanging tough you know and and it just kind of you know doesn't go great i mean you know at at this point you know being respectable and six wins is you know i think that's pretty respectable considering where we came from so you know it's that that's a far far cry from the one and you know two win embarrassments of of Ernie Kent so you know you figure if you go you know, if you're going 6-12, and 12, you're winning one out of every three games. So, <laughs> you know, you're probably figuring there's not, you know, a big, you know, eight-game skid in there with that. And so, you know, that, that makes you feel a little bit better about, about where you're going and about what Kyle Smith is building. So, yep. yeah.
0: And, again, we're heading into conference play. Um, the average efficiency margin of Pac-12 teams – Um, so their average difference between, uh, what they score points per possession adjusted and what, what they allow adjusted by opponent, um, is 10.41, which is, uh, almost three points, um, per possessions away from or bigger than last year. Um, and is the largest number Since I'm scrolling back here, since 2016, so um, the conference is better than it has been since 2016, um, deeper than it has been in a while. Um, So, and then and that includes WSU's a lot better than they have been. Cal's a lot better than they were last year, even though they're still bad. Um, You know, there's most teams are better. There are a few exceptions, but um, it's going to be a. Uh, and then the top is much better, of course, with Oregon and Arizona. So, uh, yeah, it's going to be tough, tough games. But um, we're at least WCU is at least a little better equipped this year than they were last year. Um, if Ernie was coaching the team still against this schedule, oh my god! Um, like um, <laughs> one or two wins would would be the expectation. That so. would
1: definitely be the expectation. So, yeah, it should be fun. It should be fun.
0: Cool. Basketballed it up. Yeah. Uh, But well, starting next week, that's what we're mostly going to talk about. So get ready for it, everyone. Please come back. We get to talk about a win or two. So yeah, if you, uh, Jeff and I really like talking about basketball. Um, So hopefully if you like listening to this, you'll us, you'll enjoy listening to us talk about basketball. Um, Hopefully WSU gets a few wins. Um, But... um, Go ahead and, if you don't subscribe, if you're just here for the uh, bowl game recap, um, please hit that subscribe button. And, and I, I think you'll like what you hear um, for, during the basketball season as well. And then, of course, we have the last signing day. So as we wrap up the recruiting class, um, and then there always seems to be football news. Um, so uh, there we it was funny. We never ran out of things to talk about. Yeah. It, starting. <laughs> we kept waiting for in something where, to run out. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> so we had, we had a list of things and we didn't get to any of them except yeah. for, but, uh, yeah, cause, uh, yeah. So like, and subscribe, um, I don't know why I say like, but, uh, uh, but subscribe to us, um, and give rate us, uh, five stars if you can, um, leave us a comment, uh, on the rating, um, feel free if you're a Kook Center reader to comment on the, on the, uh, the post we put on kook center. Um, we like to see that feedback as well. Um, you can, yeah. uh, t- you can tweet, uh, us, uh, mostly Jeff at pod versus everyone. You can tweet me at the Craig powers. Um, yeah, I don't, uh, or if you really want to send us a question, uh, and don't want to do it on a public forum, uh, podcast vs everyone at gmail.com. Um, I haven't checked it in a while, but I do get notifications. So I don't think we've gotten many emails on it in a while. So (laughs) I also haven't called it out in about three months. So,
1: Oh, I forgot the, so speaking of, uh, listener interaction, somebody asked me like two weeks ago, what we thought of the defensive coordinator situation and whether we should be concerned that there's not been a defensive coordinator yet. I'm not concerned. Are you?
0: Uh, no, I'm not concerned. Uh, there's a lot more dominoes to fall. Yep. Um, and I don't know. Um, we're probably going to play some sort of lottery to find a, Yep. A, a, hopefully the next Grinch is, well. right. so you can, you so can there be you concerned go. by that, I guess if you, cause you know, yeah, but there you if, go. Twitter you, guy. You, we answered your question. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not too, I'm not too concerned. Uh, the, there's nowhere to go, but up. All right. Cool. Well, happy new year yeah happy new year if you're listening on new year's eve or new years uh because you have time off and you want to spend that listening to us we appreciate it or if you're driving to work on new year's De- or, or uh, on january 2nd and you're you're still you know got that extra hangover that extra day hangover because you're um old like jeff um then um <laughs> hey now we appreciate you listening and uh and sad to see football go and, yeah Uh, That's the worst part. But anyways, we will truck on and go Cougs. Go Cougs.